Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. This week, we have Neil Baum, MD, who I have known since I had hair which is a long, long time. Anyway, before we get into that, a couple of important announcements. As always, if you've got an amazing customer service story you want to share, or you have a question you want me to answer, you can send it to any of my social media channels. And you know, I'm everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and pretty much all of them. And if it's a question, use the hashtag AskShep, and I'll answer the questions either right there in the social media channel that we're in, Facebook, whatever it is, or I might answer it on this show or I'll answer it on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. And you can find that show on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, C-Suite TV. And we put the episodes on YouTube. Just go to uh, beamazing.tv and you can watch the first season plus the first three episodes of season number two. And you don't want to miss those. Lots of great information, some great interviews, all types of different businesses that we talk to. Uh, and of course, my general slant on customer service and experience. Okay, time to get into our interview. Dr. Neil Baum, also known as the Wiz, because he is a wizard. Uh, he does magic tricks, just as I do magic for a hobby. He does magic as well. Uh, we've all done shows. That's how I originally met Neil. And uh, he calls himself the Wiz not only because he's a wizard, but he's also a urologist. But what's interesting about Neil, as I've gotten to know him, is he really prides himself on the patient experience that his patients receive. So much so that I've actually written articles about him, not only in my newsletter, but in Forbes as well. This guy figured it out. He cracked the code on healthcare service. Patients, our customers, guests, clients, whatever you want to call them. And by the way, even though we're going to be talking about his practice today, all of this information applies to what we're talking about in any business. So keep that in mind. Neil, welcome to the show. Thank you. I really appreciate you inviting me. And I remember how far back we go. I didn't really relate it to before and after hair. But that's a, uh, a, a neat landmark that, that we can use. Yes, I knew you when you had hair. We did. And I remember the first time you actually picked me up from the airport and we went to some great restaurant that you took me to. I can't remember what it was. And you just, we were having fun doing tricks and hanging out. And that just started a friendship. I, I wish I were spending more time in New Orleans because I would have loved to have hung out with you a little bit more. And by the way, New Orleans is where Neil is. He's also, um, in addition to, he's the professor of clinical urology at Tulane Medical School in New Orleans. And Tulane is the school that didn't accept me when I was applying to college. I, I, I don't know if you knew that, Neil, but I that was my number one choice. <laughs> well, I apply again. I may have some clout this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also the author of Marketing Your Clinical Practice Ethically, Effectively, and Economically, and it sold more than a couple hundred thousand copies. I'll, however, I love, I don't know if it's your most recent book, but I love the book, How's It Hanging? And this is about... Uh, what happens to men over the age of, I don't know, what, 40, 50? Middle, what age, middle age. Middle age men. Kind of like, like you, Shep. 
kind of like me, a middle-aged guy. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? And obviously he's a urologist and he knows all about that. And as fun as the title is, and as great as those examples are, um, he really teaches and educates in such a great way. I love how you tell stories and use examples, but let's tell the story about how you create a great experience for your customers who happen to be patients. So where do you want to start? Let, let's just talk about how med, the medical practice might differ from other service industries. It, that is such an important distinction to make because as a healthcare practice or a healthcare provider, we don't have a product that the patient touches. It's their entire experience. And the experience starts when they pick up the phone and dial the office. The difference between uh, Dr. Baum's office, please hold, and good afternoon, this is Kimberly speaking, how may I help you? Where would you like to go for your medical care between those two choices? Of course, it's the latter. And you start the experience with the patient the moment you start the interaction. And I read this from your book, is in order to be amazing, you have to identify what we, you called the moments of truth. And the moments of truth are those interactions that the customer, client, patient has with your practice, your industry, and you have to manage those moments of truth. The average doctor thinks that all they have to manage is the time that they're eyeball to eyeball with the patient. That is one component yeah. of the interaction. There are multiple other components to it. And the doctor has to recognize that those are just as vital and just as important as every other aspect of the care that he provides. Last comment on this is that as a doctor, uh, my prescription pad isn't uh, smarter or better than the doctor across the hall, down the street, or in the region. Uh, I don't have uh, instruments that are smaller, slicker, smoother, and, and cause less pain and discomfort. All of the, and my ability to diagnose and treat is the same as any other doctor with my kind of training. What's the differentiator is the patient experience. Yeah, how you How you manage that experience differentiates you from all the others. And I think that is what I think that anybody in the financial industry, dentistry, chiropractic, nutritionist, mental health expert, they have to think about the patient experience, the customer's experience. And the more that you can make that experience positive, the more likely that patient will follow your instructions, will go out and tell others about that experience, and will make you as a physician feel more rewarded and have more satisfaction from your career. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on 100%. I want to go back to, you were touching on, uh, and by the way, you, you, you threw financial services in with chiropractors, nutritionists, mental health. And I just want to add that you could have added uh, retail, you could have added uh, business to business manufacturers. It, every one of these types of businesses, regardless of what you call your customers, 
what Neil just said is spot on. But go back to uh, you made the, the comment that the doctor needs to recognize that it, it's not just when the patient is in front of him or her, it's the entire experience. So there's the concept of journey mapping. And what I love about what we're talking about today is I feel like we're getting to basics, fundamentals, that this is foundational. And I haven't talked about foundational concepts in a while. We've been talking about chatbots and technology. This is, if you don't have this down, it doesn't matter what your technology is. So you talked about moments of truth. The moment of truth, the first time they make a phone call, they, the patient, makes a phone call to you. That's the first interaction. Then there's maybe a confirmation that your appointment's set. Maybe that comes via email. Then there might be a reminder. Then there's, as they walk in, how are they greeted? Uh, what's that waiting room like? That is, even though it's not an interactive experience from the standpoint of people to people, it's still interacting with your business. And uh, time out, Neil says, he's got more to add to that. All right. You made a sin and an egregious error. Uh -oh. You called it the waiting room. If you call it the waiting room, that's where you are telling that customer or client, that's where you go cool your heels until I get around to seeing you. It's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy when you call it the waiting room. What you must train your staff and you, the doctor, must use the same expression. It's the reception area. The reception what, area. Yes. Yes. That, yes. and, you know, just that one word, one word programs the patient and you can do it negatively or positively. And that's how you have to think of the process of caring and the process of giving service is the words that you use. One or two words can make all the difference in the world. If you tell somebody you've got a debilitating disease that's going to end your life uh, prematurely and there's not much we can do, whoa, what hope are you giving to the patient? If you, on the other hand, say you have a problem that you have come to the right place because I can help you, I can not necessarily cure you, but I can make you better and I can make you more comfortable. Do you see the difference? Of course yep. you do. And it's the same. It's the same thing in retail. You walk in and you uh, walk in the door, and someone says, "May I help you?" You know, what, what are you looking for? There's a world of difference. Say, "Wow, that is a beautiful handbag you are carrying. I've got something that will match that handbag and absolutely dress up that handbag. May I show it to you?" What's the difference? It's the difference in your approach, your philosophy, your mental attitude, and the words that you choose. Yeah, so here, let's, we've just thrown a lesson on top of a lesson, and this is what I'm hearing uh, coming. We, first, we talk about this journey, you know, that that patient takes, and again, could be any business, you've created your own journey. We've had people on here talking about journey mapping out the experience. Now, you look at each of these interaction points, and maybe you say, well, they come to the waiting room. What can we do to make it better? Well, why don't we Wait, stop calling it a waiting room? Waiting, yes. Yeah, yes. let's call it the reception area. And if you if you were in my office and I heard you do it after I just told that to you, I right. would pull you in and I'd say, Mr. Hiking, 
we don't refer to that area. You need to program yourself into what is that area and use that word properly. It's all the difference for our patients. Okay? Third lesson, third lesson, by the way. Okay. So, so, no, so first of all, journey map it out. Number one, you're looking for opportunities in each of these interaction points to make it better. And sometimes it means changing the language. Third, which I don't, I didn't plan to get into this, but very quickly, somebody made a mistake. And in this case, I wasn't making a mistake. I was actually getting ready to make that point. But if somebody does make the mistake, it's a training opportunity to figure out how to do it right the next time. Because if you're trying to create the culture, if somebody goes out of alignment, we definitely need to get them back into alignment. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, Neil has his personal promise to his patients. And there's 10 of them. We're going to try to get through all 10 just so you hear what they are. And then I want you to be thinking about what is your personal promise to your customers, to your clients, even your fellow employees that you work with. We're coming right back. We're talking with Neil Baum. This is Amazing Business Radio. Cult is not a scary word. My book, The Cult of the Customer, proves it. It helps you design a strategy to lead customers and employees through five cultural phases or cults. And good news, I've revised and updated the book. The new edition, The Cult of the Customer, is available for purchase now. It features case studies, tips, and tactics to guide you on the journey from uncertainty to amazement and build a customer-focused culture, a cult of the customer. So, what are you waiting for? Go to www.cultofthecustomer.com. Go there today and order. Join the cult that turns satisfied customers into customer evangelists. The cult of the customer. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to my friend, Dr. Neil H. Baum, MD, the professor of clinical urology at Tulane Medical School in New Orleans, Louisiana. Brilliant. The way he ran his practice, he ran it like uh, a business that is so focused on customers. Neil, so far you've shared with us a few great ideas on the whole concept of the moments of truth, the language that you use, waiting versus reception area. Brilliant, brilliant. If we change our, our vocabulary, sometimes it makes a big difference to our customers, clients, patients. I want to share with the audience your personal promise that you have to all your patients, because this is something, this is what I wrote about. I mean, I just think this is phenomenal and it's okay that I do this, right? Absolutely. Of yeah. <laughs> We've already done it once. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I call and response. I'm going to share with you what that is and then just give me your take on it. Uh, Number one, uh, this is a great one. We'll answer the phone in less than three rings. You know, there's a world of difference between answering the phone immediately or having the patient wait for 10 to 12 rings. If you, you find that you're wait, having the patient wait for uh, an extended period of time means you need more receptionists. That's simple to solve. And if you're that busy then and you need more receptionists, that means your business is good enough to probably handle it which is great. Absolutely. Yeah. People don't like to wait. Number two, and I love this one, a human, not an answering machine will speak with you and make your appointment or take your question. No phone trees. Trees are for fruit and uh, apples and uh, grapes. They are, <laughs> they are not, they are not for a uh, patient. Telephone tag is for tots. 
not for patients. Give the patient a human being to speak to. This is a good one coming up. As a doctor, I mean, as a patient, I would love this. We can usually make an appointment to see you on the same day that you call or the very next day. Not always practical for some, but I know it's a great goal to have. Uh, I love how, how could a doctor do that? You have to leave uh, a segment of time late morning, sometime in the afternoon, leave that time open. And anybody who has an emergency, urgency or new patient, they get worked in. Because if you say to a patient, I can't see you for uh, two months, they'll find another doctor. Yep. Yep. You know, um, I was going to a doctor and it seemed that the doctor's practice was getting more and more crowded. And the reason was, is because it had been bought by a major medical system that said, you now have to hit numbers, numbers as in dollar signs, not just patients that you see. And it changed his practice so dramatically that he basically, as soon as he could, got out of that and started a boutique practice and cut his patient numbers down to uh, the ability to do exactly what you're talking about, maybe even more. I love it. Anyway, if you call for the doctor and one of the patients uh, or one of the patient assistants, uh, we will call you back the same day and we will tell you about what time that call is going to take place. If you say to, if you say to a patient, uh, the doctor will call you back, they're not sitting around all day waiting for the doctor to call back. But if we say the doctor will call you back between 3.45 and 4.30, please be at home and please keep your phone line open as he will be returning calls this afternoon. How, how does that uh, manage the patient experience? Patient says, that's terrific. When we want to get uh, something for our cable fix, they said, we can be here on that day. We'll be there between nine in the morning and four in the afternoon. Well, that you know uh, messes up my wife's entire day that she has to arrange to have somebody either be here or have somebody here. Give them a de designated time. Cox can do it, you know, ju just as well as a doctor's office. There you go. That's Cox Cable and and AT and T and Comcast and Spectrum. They all do that. Um, that they can do that. Some of them are actually getting much, much better at it. I love the, the cable companies are doing their best to try to make their experience better. All right. Number five, we use an electronic medical record and, we'll, and we will send your prescription to the pharmacy so that the medication will be ready when you arrive at the pharmacy. And obviously this doesn't apply to certain types of medications like sleeping medications or pain pills where the law doesn't allow for that. But I think the general concept of you're doing something, you're taking a step out of their, of what they would normally have to do with other doctors. If, if they, you give them a prescription, they can go to the pharmacy, they'll wait 45 minutes to an hour. If you send it to the pharmacy and you tell the pharmacy, I'm going to send a lot of patients to you, but I want to know that if I send you the prescription, you're going to process it in 20 to 30 minutes. So when the patient comes, it's ready. And I have never had a pharmacist tell me, even a chain pharmacy say, no, we can't do that. Yeah. So two things there. Number one, I still say you're taking that extra step out of it for the patient, making it better and more convenient by making them not have to wait at the pharmacy. Number two, you've created a partnership with your vendor. 
And uh, if they're, if, yeah, I kind of think the pharmacy is kind of a vendor in a way, no, uh, but they're, they're, it's a partnership, which is great. All right. Number six, we will send a letter to your primary care doctor, your referring physician, while you're still in the exam room, listing your diagnosis, the medications that you've prescribed and the treatment plan that you've outlined for the patient. Now, and this is what you say to the patient. If you need to contact your physician, they'll have the knowledge about what took place during your visit. I tell them their follow-up will take place while you are in the exam room because there's only three things the referring doctor wants, diagnosis, medications you have put his or her patient on, and the treatment plan. And you send that immediately to from your medical records to that doctor right while the patient is there. So the patient knows it has been done. So if the patient walks out and goes downstairs or goes across the hall, to the referring doctor, that referring doctor is up to speed on what you have done for his or her patient. And they never have to call you and say, what medication did you put my patient on? Never happens in my office, never. To me, it's it, that's to me all about making sure that all of the important people involved in any part of your business interaction has the information they need. So in real time, you're getting the information it's timely, it's relevant, and it's spot on. Number seven, we'll provide you with educational material, materials on your condition. Uh, most of the articles that I give will, or that you give, will have been written by you, which is pretty. By the way, I don't know, if, I, I know you're a doctor, but people need to know, and I think I said it, you are world renowned. I have been on the other side of the world and mentioned you, and people know who you are. <laughs> That's a, anyway, I digress. You're going to, uh, give them articles. Chances are you've written those articles about their condition and they're also available on your website. But I love the first part. You're, giving, you're educating them. I want every patient that walks out of my office to have a piece of print material with my name on it because I want them to have my name cross their mind as frequently as, pos as, as, frequently and in a positive fashion as much as possible. And you do that by giving them educational material. And after all, there's only about 10 things that I see 90% of the time. So that I only have to have 10 articles of which are updated annually because the material that I give today won't be applicable probably in 2022. So the, the article is updated, it's given to them, and they walk out with some print material relative to their diagnosis and to their medical condition. Perfect. Perfect. So um, this is a great one. And I just wish more companies in general would follow this. You can communicate with me or one of my staff via email, and I will answer you usually within the same day, the same day. By the way, please don't use the email for emergencies or urgencies for those situations. Call the office directly and I will call you immediately. Forget about that second part, but that first part, I mean, the second part's great, but the first part, that is the key. That's the promise. I learned that from the uh, president of Tulane. His name was Scott Cowan, and he answered every student or every parent's email the same day. Now, sometimes it was done by his assistant, but they received a response from the university, oftentimes from him, and I said, hey, if he can do it, you know, with uh, 10,000 students, I can do it with uh, several thousand 
uh, patients. And I do it, you know, every single day I was able to give a timely response to patients. Brilliant. Brilliant. Number nine. And I just love this because this is kind of like, uh, this is what to expect on your experience. We have a very energetic, enthusiastic, and smiling staff who will help exceed your expectations regarding your visit to our office. That as we, I think I said this, maybe I said it during the break. It's not just the doctor-patient interaction. It's the patient interaction with everybody there, from the mail clerk to the billing clerk to the receptionist. And those people have to smile. And I have a sign in their employee lounge that you're on stage. And when you go out there, you have to light up the room and make every patient have a positive experience. And so they don't have the luxury of having a bad hair day. Like you, you can't have a bad hair day either. (laughs) Well, you haven't seen the hair on my back. Too much information. And finally, number 10, and I love this. It just kind of sums it all up. We will make your visit almost magical. I I want them to have that wow experience. I want to be the Disney of healthcare. Nobody wants to come and see a physician, but they want to come and see the whiz. They want that experience, and I want to give it to them So they walk out and share with the rest of the world about that experience they had in my office. And I will make it truly magical. Wow, that's amazing. So what I want you to do is um, I'm going to list these 10 in our show notes. And then what I want everybody who's listening, if you if you heard one and it resonates, great. But if you need to go back to the show notes, just go to amazingbusinessradio.com and we'll have these listed. I want you to look at this and say, okay, if I were a patient of the whiz, Dr. Neil Baum, what did I like about this? And how can I do that in my business? All right, we're going to wrap it up with a final question. What's the last idea that you'd love to share with this audience? If I had to give a physician one piece of advice that would make a difference regarding their uh, relationship with their with their patients. Just one single piece of advice, it would be to be on time. I was asked. Yeah. I was asked. Uh, Boom. Uh, uh, by your executive uh, secretary or your uh, uh, assistant. Assistant. She's huh. assistant. She says, "Don't forget." And I said, "I will be on time." And I and you were that, you were actually early. I was about three or four minutes early, and you you know said please hold you know thank you, but you don't have the luxury of wasting people's time. You can build your practice by declaring that you will be on time for your patients, and that's a whole other discussion we can have how doctors can do it. But you don't have the luxury today of being 15, 30 minutes, hour late for your patients. They will not tolerate it. And you ruin their whole experience if they're having to wait uh, 30, 40 minutes. As a matter of fact, when I've had a patient wait, I walk into the room and I say, I am sorry about the delay. Uh, The situation was whatever it is, and there'll be no charge today 
for your visit. And you can actually see the patients absolutely relax right in front of your eyes. And they go out and they tell other people, I went to Dr. Baum. He didn't charge me because he made me wait. How about that for a label? The doctor didn't charge the patients because the doctor was late. So one piece of advice for a, a anybody who's in business, be on time, respect the other person's time. You make a commitment. It's on time uh, meetings. It's on time appointments. It's on time delivery. It's everything on time. You're going to make the patient wait, the customer wait, the guest wait. Um, it's bad. If you're going to have to make them wait and you know it's going to happen, be proactive. Tell them. Yeah. It's okay. It gets better that way. All right, Neil, you are a gem. And if I were in New Orleans and I needed a doctor, you would be the guy that I would see. Um, but also more important than this, you're a great friend and I appreciate you being on the show. That wraps it up for this week's episode. We'll have another one next week. Please be sure to tune back in. We're going to have another amazing interview, which is why we call this Amazing Business Radio. And until next week, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.